ever see her feet? They're just like all over on the bottom and, all, and her hands are all over on the top. She just amazes me because I am not gifted musically. So you amaze me. Thank you, Donna. Good morning. It is good to see everyone here on this hot day. It is really cool inside. And so thank you all for coming. Take a look at some of the announcements in your bulletin. Uh, please remember, we're still doing Bluegrass Gospel Service on Saturday night. Come join us anytime. Got a few more weeks on that. Um, Vacation Bible School will start in Silvis uh, in the next couple weeks. And Dennis has an exciting announcement uh, for the Holy Land. Good morning. I was told I've got about 20, 25 minutes for this because Emma's still working on her message. I would have thought she'd have done that last night, but no, she's still writing. But no, I'm just kidding. I w we were at 8 o'clock and heard it. You guys are in for a real treat. It's uh, such a joy to have her when she, she shares the message with us. Uh, this Thursday, Holy Land Tour, uh, informational meeting. Now, I know it's in the bulletin, and I know you all can read. Um, most, most of you can read. We're having the meeting at 6.30 down on Fellowship Hall. Uh, going to be a little video, some questions and answers. Uh, the travel agent people, they're going to be here to, uh, to share it with uh, their information with us. Now, if you signed up a few weeks ago that you want to go on the Holy Land tour, you need to be there. If you uh, kind of thought about it and talked about it, but you haven't signed up, you need to be there. And if you know you're not going to go on the trip, but uh, you want to hear all of the information anyway because some year you might want to go, you need to be there. So this is for everybody. Uh, and we hope we fill the place. We'll put up extra chairs and tables if we need to, and we hope we need to. So please come and join us, 6.30 this Thursday. Write questions down so they can be answered, and uh, we'll have refreshments. It's going to be a good time getting ready for the Holy Land Tour in October of 2020. So. Uh, it's a really exciting time, and we hope that you all can come and partake in it. So thank you. We'll see you. Are you done writing? Okay. Thanks for just being friendly with us. You know, we pray for uh, Roger and Joy as they continue their vacation. We hope that they come back refreshed and renewed and and uh, just roll along with us, because I'm, I'm telling you, it's just a little bit of a different Sunday for all of us to, to fill in some spots and uh, just love the Lord. Uh, boy, I have some exciting news. Where's Larry O'Brien? You know what? He just came to me and said, I've got two tickets, two tickets somebody gave me for the John Deere Classic today. So first person, second person that raises their hand... First person, second person, anybody? Takers, takers, yada, 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 okay. If you change your mind, go see Larry. He does have two tickets to the John Deere Classic. Uh, it'd be a hot one, but if you're interested in that, uh, for free. I need Steph. Hello. If you haven't noticed, it has been game on this whole week. And can you see me now? We, I, am I bright enough? Okay. 
Um, I just want you to know that um, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, a vacation Bible school game on was part of gearing up with God for life, gearing up with God for action for our bodies, to live that out in a healthy lifestyle, and being active in our faith. And any of you that helped behind the scenes as group leaders of anybody that helped out with Vacation Bible School, will you please stand up? Yeah, look, look around. Wow. Kitchen work, music. Look at Brian's got his game on. He, he did the sound for us all week. Um, and Steph and Donna, you got to stand up too because we, we really rocked it this, this week, you know. <laughs> Yay! It takes a lot of volunteers uh, because we had a lot of kiddos. We had almost 75 kiddos signed up. And um, with volunteers, that was over 100 people shuffling in our, um, in our church. And I thank God for the use of the Family Life Center. Uh, with this hot week, the kiddos were able to experience sports, uh, basketball, soccer, volleyball, pickleball, um, in a way we couldn't have ever happened. Um, so Brian's got some of those that we're, we're just going to roll um, but one of the things, Steph, you're, you're not getting away here. Steph was, was one of the refs, her and Teresa Siebert's guard. They were security, they were ref, they were nurse. Um, but as you see, I had to take her whistle away. <laughs> uh, she got a little forceful sometime. And she said, now if Emma goes over, I'm just going to blow my whistle. So um, I'm actually going to give it back to you. I now announce you keep her the whistle. All right. So I thank you for all of you that uh, were able to help us out and um, just fill these kills with the word of God and allow them to go back into life and, and love being who they are in, in being with sports and knowing that you can come in many places in your life and, and uh, continue to love God with his word and in action of faith. So thank you, Brian. enter into a time of worship. Let's bow our heads in prayer, please. Gracious God, we come before you. We know that your presence is here. Your presence is in our lives each and every day. Thank you for this cool building. Thank you for um, just a time to sit and relax, to de-stress, to take a deep breath, and know that uh, you are with us each and every day. So, Lord, thank you. For the worshipers this morning, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Would you stand and join me in the hymn, Happy the Home When God is There?
Have a seat. It is now time for the presentation of the gifts. And first of all, I, I want to introduce uh, Henry and Holly Frank. Uh, they are members of our church. Maybe you haven't seen them, but Holly and her husband Nathan um, teach Sunday school. And they have three children, Henry, Johnny, and Hannah, all very involved. Henry just graduated, uh, just completed, I should say, confirmation class, and uh, that's just been a, a wonderful journey for him. He is also part of the Quad City Youth Symphony, and he is here today to share his talents. So go ahead, and, and I will pray for our gifts. Heavenly Father, you have blessed us with so much. Uh, allow us to give back um, the portion that that you give us blessings in ties, blessings in monies, blessings in time. Lord, all those gifts are given back to you, and we ask that you use it for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
please join me in the affirmation of faith? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. Let us enter into a time of prayer. Lord, we ask that you open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and heard today, that as your word is proclaimed, that we may hear with joy what you have to say to us today. Lord, I lift up Emma as she uh, reveals your word from not only the Bible and her heart, her life experiences, but I ask that you um, pour into her so that she can reveal to us your heavenly word and the scriptures today. Lord, we come to you um, as we do this sermon series of Family Feud. We know that family, church family, extended family, kind of gets messy sometimes. But Lord, you give us the ability to love, to forgive, to honor, to respect. And we praise you for the ways that you work in our life. Lord, we also have people on our hearts and minds that um, are heavy to us. Lord, we ask that we have the ability to share a hug, to give a kind word, to just be in their life, and most of all, to believe in the power of prayer. So Lord, as we lift up those that are on our minds and hearts, allow us to give them to the Lord. Lord, you know and love each one of these persons that have been lifted up. Thank you for allowing us to come and sit with you to pray for those, to see you work in their life, to witness to them in the many ways that um, you put all those people in our paths. We thank you for the ways that you work in our own lives. Help us to be receptive to the mission before us, not only in the church, but especially on the streets and the sidewalks and in our own families, Lord. So this day, I lift up all these things to you and praise you. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
and thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It's time for Family Feud with your host, Emma Kindred. Good morning. Welcome to Family Feud. Today we have the Christchurch family on this side of the sanctuary and the Christchurch family on this side of the sanctuary. Now, have you guys all played Family Feud before? Possibly last week? <laughs> Okay, well, today's question, um, as soon as you think of an answer, raise your hand. It was really tricky for 8 o'clock because I found out there's a lot more that can be, answer that can be used as an answer to this than I originally thought. Um, so we'll see how this goes. Um, I might have to give you some hints. But whoever raises their hand first and guesses correctly, their side of the sanctuary will get to um, start playing, or they can pass it over to the other side, but you should try to play. Um, and then eventually we'll open it up to the other side too. So, 100 people were surveyed randomly. I did not survey them, the internet did. And they were asked this question, and the top five answers are on the board. Name something you haven't done since high school gym class. Yes? Ran a mile run. That's the number one answer! <laughs> are you guys gonna pass or play? Play! Okay, let's go! Okay, what's something else that you haven't done since high school gym class? Yeah? Climbed a rope. Climbed a rope? That's not on there, but I'm sad it's not. I'm glad it's not. <laughs> yeah? Play dodgeball. Play dodgeball! Except Sean, he does it with the youth group a lot. <laughs> Our board is falling. Um, okay. I'm going to give you guys one more chance to guess, and then I'll pass it over to the other side so they can have a chance, too. Anyone else on this side have an idea? Way in the back. Calisthenics. Can you be a specific about which exercise? Jumping jacks. Jumping jacks? Eh, it's not on there. <laughs> okay, now we're going to come over here. Yes. Square dancing. Square dancing? No. <laughs> Push-ups. Let's see if it's on there. Woo! <laughs> our board. Hey, Karen, can you be our board holder? Thank you. It's like Vanna White. Wrong show. Uh, um, okay, one more on this side. Way in the back. Sit up. Sit up. Woohoo! 
Okay, we have one more. I'm going to open it up to the whole room. The first hand that goes up gets to guess. <laughs> no? <laughs> okay, I saw your hand next. Pull-ups. That's not on there, but I don't know why anyone would do pull-ups unless they had to. So that seems like it should be on there. Soccer, that's not on there either. Um, yes? <laughs> Jumping, jacks. Jumping jacks? No, that's not on there. What? No, that's not on there either. <laughs> yes? No. Okay, I'll give you a hint. Oh, okay, yes? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I'm going to mime it and then we'll see who can guess it. Yes. <laughs> there we go. I like that answer. <laughs> Good job, guys. Come back next week for another question. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so as you may have already guessed, the theme that we're talking about is family feud. Um, if you were here last week, we talked about feuds within church family. Um, this week is going to get a little bit more personal. You might get uncomfortable and squirmy like I did when I was prepping this sermon. It's extended family. Um, so the definition of extended family in my sociology class was if you were all living under the same household, but it was more than just mom, dad, and kids. If it was like aunts, uncles, grandparents. But the more modern definition uh, like that you use in conversation is just like anybody beyond your household. So like your family um, that is like beyond mom, dad, and kids. However, I know that when I say the word family, a lot of different feelings arise um, and a lot of different uh, pictures arise in your brain. So, for this sermon, if I say extended family, I mean the people you're closest to. Whether they're blood and um, marriage relatives, or whether they are adopted family um, within your church, or your best friends, or, um, or your, your blood relatives. Does that make sense? Okay. So, does anyone know what this is? A dartboard. Um, but for right now, um, this, instead of being, what's it called? A bullseye. It's going to be you. Um, so this is your life and everyone who is in it. And you are right in the middle of it. Now, the people who are closest to you, so I'm going to call that your extended family, um, the people that you spend most of your life with, um, it could be the people you work with, the people you go to church with, the people you live with, um, the people you talk on the phone with the most, they're right in this inner circle. And now, this circle that's like still pretty close but farther away from you are people that you know and love um, but that you're not like super duper close with. Um, you know them well enough to know you really like them, but you don't know them well enough to know that you don't. 
You get what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. So these are people you, you see enough, but, but not too much that you need time away from them. Then this outer circle is random acquaintances, people you wave to on the street, but you've never actually met them, um, people you love from afar. Okay? Now, can somebody who has played darts before tell me, is it easier to hit the board on the outer circle or the inner bullseye? The outer. Thank you, Bradley. It's the same way when it comes to love. It's easier to love people from afar. It's easier to say, I love you, than it is to live it out with the people you live with, the people you do life with. And I think that's for two reasons. One is that they see all of your flaws. And two, you see all of theirs. And that combo um, translates into conflict. So we are going to talk about that a little bit. Um, but before we dive into the scripture, I'm going to pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for loving us. We know it's not always easy, um, but we also thank you that you have taught us to love other people. And I pray that we will be compelled to do so this morning and that um, if there is anything we need to change in our lives, if there is anything that we need to do to better love the people that, um, that you love, I pray we will do so. I pray this in your name. Amen. Okay, we are in 1 Timothy today, which is a book in the New Testament. So if you would like to follow along, you can go there now. And 1 Timothy actually isn't even a book per se, it's a letter um, that was written by Paul to his good friend Timothy. And it's on page 1194 if you want to follow along, otherwise it will be up on the screen as well. Okay, 1 Timothy 5, verse 3. Is everyone there who wants to be? If you're not, just scream. <laughs> okay, was that genuine or were you just kidding? <laughs> okay, um, 1 Timothy 5, verse 3. Give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn first of all to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family, so and so repaying their parents and grandparents, for this is pleasing to God. Now I'm going to jump down to verse 8. Anyone who does not provide for their relatives, and especially for their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Harsh. So what does Paul mean by that? That seems a little bit rough. Well, Paul and Timothy would travel around together and convert people to Christianity. They would spread the gospel. And at some point along the way on one of their missionary journeys, um, they heard word that a church in the city of Ephesus was struggling. Um, there were false teachings about Jesus and people were using the church for their own benefit. 
So Paul sent Timothy to take care of that and to be a leader in that church to fix things. So this letter is specific to the church of Ephesus and is Paul's encouragement to Timothy, telling him what to do. So this specific passage we just read is about one of the issues that was going on, which is that there were widows um, who were taking money from the church because there was a ministry that helped widows. Widows back then um, were very, very poor because women relied heavily on their husbands to completely provide for them. So if their husband passed away, they had to rely on anyone around them for everything. However, some of these widows who were going to the church of Ephesus were taking advantage of them because they didn't really need the money. They were actually rich. Um, so then that was taking the money away from the widows who genuinely needed the resources. So that's why Paul is telling Timothy this and saying, do provide for the widows who really need it, but let um, their families be the first responders to their need. That doesn't seem like it really relates to today. Um, but it does, because if you think about it, we are each given an inner circle of people. Whether they are related to you or not, you, you live life with a certain group of people who you see most. And it's, it's just like this inner circle on the dartboard. And like we said earlier, it's easier sometimes to, to hit the outer side of the board than it is on the inner side. So how, how do we love the people who are closest to us when it's so difficult and when it causes so much conflict? How do we do that? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, I'm going to read you a very powerful passage of scripture that you have probably heard before, um, but that I don't think I revisit enough. Um, it's 1 Corinthians 13, and you can go there now if you want, or I will just read it aloud to you. Um, but if you're going there, it's 1 Corinthians 13, starting at verse 4, I believe. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy it does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes always perseveres. Love never fails. Hey guys, how are you doing on loving the people you say I love you to? If this is the definition of love, I fail a lot. I'm not patient and kind with my parents. Rarely ever. With my relationships with my best friends at school, 
I always try to figure out how my loving them can benefit me too. It's not selfless at all. It's quite selfish. And I don't think anything about it. But when God said, when Jesus said to love God and love others, and that's the greatest of these commandments, he wasn't kidding. So how, how do we love others? Because it's not just waving to people. It's not just baking cookies sometimes for church. It's being patient and kind with the people you do life with. It's being humble. It's keeping no record of wrongs. And I think specifically the keeping no record of wrongs is where we go wrong with the people we're closest to. Because when you, when you do life with people, they have all of this time to build up a record of wrongs. And I do too. My mom knows everything I've done against her and everything that I've messed up on. And so then if I mess up again, it's just like, oh, there you go again. Even though they forgave us. Even though I forgave them. God forgave you for everything. And he meant it. Now, I don't have a really good answer other than prayer for how to love people because it's hard. It can be hard to live every day with people and, and to not get so completely annoyed with them that you're just done. But the fact of the matter is, is that we are called to love others and that's not um, confined to just the people who you meet when you go on a mission trip or just the people that you see once a week or just the people that you barely know. We are called to love the people we are closest to and it's hard. But something that's kind of cool is that because it's hard when we do it, we know that it's by God's grace and by his strength. And because of that, our lives can be living testimonies of the living God. So I'm going to suggest something to you. Maybe it's better to start in the middle and work your way out than it is to just love the people who are easy to love. Because you have to go through the ones who are closest to you to get far away, right? No one said it would be easy. And I don't really know how, so I'm sorry that I can't give you a full-on game plan, but I do know the starting place. And that's prayer. So I encourage you to take a deep breath and trust that all of those relationships that are really tense, the, the family members that you don't want to see at holidays, 
the coworker that you cannot stand working with. That doesn't, that's not me talking to any of you guys at church, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't want you to think that. Sorry, Karen. <laughs> it's been a long week with VBS. <laughs> but what I'm saying is all of these relationships that don't seem like they can have any hope of mending, there is hope. Because God mended his relationship with you. And that same God now lives in you. Isn't that amazing? So when we put that into practice, that is the greatest testimony of God's love that there ever, that there ever was. Because it's just a continuation of the story of Jesus Christ. Let's be a continuation of the story of Jesus Christ. Let's be living testimonies of the living God for the people that we live life with. Amen? Amen. Do you agree to it? <laughs> it's not going to be easy. It's really easy to say yes now and then walk out those doors and completely forget everything. But I truly believe that this is something that God has called us to do. And in order to do that, we can't let this go in one ear and out the other. This is a journey of prayer and growth. And the cool thing is, is that we have this inner circle of a church family to help us. So, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I think we should start praying about how it is we can mend these relationships rather than writing them off as done. And I know you're all thinking of specific people right now, because I am too. And you don't have to share the names with anybody except God, but he already knows, and he is willing to help you. Let's pray. God, thank you for hope. The hope that comes from your word, the hope that comes from your salvation, the hope that comes from the transformation that occurs in our hearts when we accept you as our Lord. We thank you for your sacrifice on the cross, and we thank you that you choose to partner with us in this life to spread the gospel and to share who you are with other people. And we know that there is no greater testimony than letting you and your love live and breathe through us so we pray that you will teach us to love the people who are hardest to love sometimes we we pray that um you will teach them to love us because we know we're hard to love sometimes too and i pray that through all of this we will be blessed because you always bless us with your love i pray this in your name amen The closing hymn is one that you may not be familiar with. It's called the Family Prayer Song. But it's from, taken from the very familiar 
Bible verse, Joshua 24, 15. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And I'm going to sing it. <clears throat> Donna makes, is making me sing it <laughs> so that you'll be a little bit more familiar with it. are living testimonies of the living God who lives in us. Do we love others the way that Christ has called us to? It will not only change us, but it will change this world for the better. And I fully believe that God has called us to do that. The greatest commandment is to love God and to love others as ourselves. So let's start with the people who are closer to us. Amen? Amen. 